Hey, it's Brian, and welcome to TPN The Walk-On. Today's episode, comedian Eli Sayers joins us to discuss the College National Championship game plus Heisman Futures, and we break down NFL Wild Card Weekend. And now, from the Bet Bunker in Brooklyn, here is your host, Joel Wolkowski. I mean, I think the good people of Cleveland have maybe been having a little bit too much fun. Drag racing at stoplights. Kevin Stefanski getting in the hot tub with Jarvis. A lot of bad deeds going on in Cleveland. Hey, you leave that jacuzzi and that sauna alone, all right? We're having fun. We're having a good time. This is the first playoff since 2002. That's when I graduated college. No, not college. High, high school. school. You, you, you might have still been in high school. Huh? You might have still been in high school, right? Oh no, I was still in high school. Yeah, this is I was, you know, I you know, I was I was really cool in high school, not really. Uh I was probably home uh downloading the Matrix uh <laughs> illegally. So, um and looking at the Browns saying like, "Hey, we did it." But th- yeah, this is this is exciting and uh don't 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 poo-poo on Stefanski, you know? It, things happen, okay? That's my pick for coach of the year. Flores gave it up to him last week, so hey, Kevin, come get your award in about two weeks and uh, <laughs> after, not a day after sooner. A couple, after a couple tests, yeah. Yeah, five negative tests, then you could be the coach of the year. But I'm glad things are – you have a good attitude. I think yeah. the Cavs might be a big part of that. They are a basketball team. And you're telling me that Andrew Drummond was going to be like an all, like, you know, look out what you're going to get. This guy is good. Uh, Colin Sexton, uh, Bickerstaff, the coach, is calling him in a walking bucket. I don't know what a walking bucket is, but I like it. I think it's that board game from our childhood, Mr. Bucket. You put the balls into into his top, and then the balls pop out of his mouth. So I believe that's what Coach Bickerstaff is calling Colin. Hey, I'll take that. I like that. I love board games. Yeah. So it is a wild Wednesday here. And you know what? We have too much to talk about for us to have our fun, I think, right? Yeah. Because here at the Props Network, we, we, we're a little zany. We're a little silly. And if you do, do want to follow us on our gambling journey, smash that subscribe button because we're going to be here all playoffs. We're going to be advising. We're going to be consoling. We're going to be pointing you in the right direction. But we can't do that unless you hit subscribe. And furthermore, I'm doing daily NBA picks on the Props Network YouTube and... They're calling me white hot Joel Walkowski because I'm a white guy who's hot with a good gambling track record. So check it out on the Props Network. We got our NBA picks. We've got Donnie Sengstack's college football blogs. We've got Jamoke Davis, not one, not two, not three, not four, five-time Emmy winner. He's doing just for sport every Monday and I believe Thursday. And then we have Steve Clark betting every NFL game. We've got Brian Mitchell. Eli says, and then we've got all these great gambling tools, line comparisons, futures comparisons. It's such an easy to use interface with great analysis from, you know, sports experts who, unlike some of the other outlets, know a black person. (laughs) Yeah, and that's true. Take that, other outlets. And uh, from the prospector, it says, "Let's get hashtag wild." This is this is a wild Wednesday. We're back. We're back, baby. Let's go. Yeah, we did our last week. We had to move our Wednesday to a Tuesday to accommodate everything, and we're just we're getting wild because we're putting the end at the beginning. So this will be the last part of our our gambling weekend, right? Because it shapes up pretty nicely. 
Yeah, it's going to be a good one. Like, there's just a, a slew of good old bits to go out there. So let's get going. Yeah, and like usually the divisional round is the best weekend of football. That might not be the case this year because we got three games Saturday. We have three games Sunday. And then on Monday, we have the college football national championship, Alabama Clemson. Sorry, I wrote the copy um, in (laughs) September, October, (laughs) November, December, and early January. And joining us to discuss the Tigers versus the Crimson Tide is the wild one himself, Eli Sayers. What's up? How y'all doing? I can't wait for this game against Clemmy. Rematch. Rematch City. <laughs> we, we, you know, we got Trevor Lawrence. We got Mac. Okay, so that didn't Trevor happen. Lawrence, half, uh, fresh off his Heisman win, will be playing in the title game. <laughs> Things did not go well for Clemson, and um, I don't know if you want to start there. I don't know if we want to look a little bit back before we look forward. We can but, celebrate. We can uh, celebrate Clemson's butt stomping. Yeah, it's hilarious. Yeah, and I think like, we, it couldn't have been written better. Him ranking them number eleventh. The the Dabo chance at the ah, oh, perfect, wonderful stuff. Wonderful there stuff. were so many red flags on the Buckeye side of this. I was talking, and there were so many red flags on the Clemson side. They were the Confederate flag. <laughs> Sorry, Sam. Let's keep going. <laughs> Clemson sucks. I'm allowed to, and I'm from the South. I'm allowed to make fun of them. I love the South. Love everything, but Clemson sucks. Brian, you're you're an Ohio boy. Do you have any mid Ohio State uh, inklings, or do you care about this? Uh, I mean, it, I've always, it, as a, as a VC, I'm a Zip fan. Okay, I'm an Akron Zip fan. We've won nothing. We've won one game this year. Uh, so when it comes down to it, Ohio State is the the great. I think it's a good story for Ohio just to always just be there. But other than that, it's fun. But uh, you know, I don't care. That and that's how you know Brian is one of the world's best sports fans because we're looking up to the college football national championships. There's only one bowl game left, and when recounting his Akron Zip season. He uses the present tense. There's still a little bit of optimism there. <laughs> <laughs> Look, there's only there's only one university in Ohio, all right? <laughs> Ohio University Bobcats, baby. Hey, welcome the team. To the, the Ohio University. The Bobcats, the team of Ohio. Welcome to the college football national championship preview, folks. We got Akron. <laughs> we got Ohio. Akron versus Ohio University. Yeah, yeah, Akron versus Ohio with Clemson watching. That's our national championship. But no, we have got Alabama. Versus Ohio State, and Ooh, buddy. it's kind of the same ingredients, right? It's the same line as the Clemson game, more or less. If we could yeah, pull up, feel good. <laughs> if we could pull up that tool, we see that Ohio State is an eight-point dog. So Vegas, they think that Alabama is a half point better than Clemson. Than Clemson. So and uh, Ohio State thinks that they are like twenty five points better than Clemson though, so or whatever the score was. So I don't know how this is gonna work out. I'm nervous. I'll tell you that. I'm not. No, I'm not nervous at all. I am all over Alabama in this one. <laughs> Waddles back, right? It, well, I, I think. He might just kind of be back as a decoy, but that's still good. It's good that they have to scheme for him. I don't think he's going to be at 100%, though. I mean— But they, they, have to, they can't double up on Devontae now, though, and that's huge. So it, it's huge regardless. And I'm inclined to back the team with the Heisman Trophy winner as their number two wide receiver. <laughs> I think that tells you everything you need to know about this program. Hey, the Keep Slim it. Reaper. The Slim Reaper, Devontae. 
But keep it well, simple here. Like, it's so easy to fall in love with Justin Fields here. It's so easy to fall in love with the Ohio State Buckeyes and them getting the upset here. Thing. But Good thing. I'm scared. Because every time they do this, every time they talk about, like, oh, this is the best offense ever with Bama, or, like, best defense. Like, uh, 2016, uh, Bama defense probably would have gone down as the best ever, but then lost on an illegal pick play to Clemson. But uh, all, res- all respect to Deshaun. Uh, but uh, so now I'm nervous. I'm nervous to even say, like, yeah, I think Bama will win. I don't, I don't know about that. I, I don't, I'm not going to advise you to take them to cover. I'll say that. Um, I'm probably going to buy it to six and a half points. If I can get it to under a touchdown, I'm all over it it just it depends what if the ohio state team that played last week shows up we're in trouble uh much less than that i think bama will win but i think if ohio state is what they were against clemson i think they're gonna win to be honest trey sermon's gonna run all over our soft friggin uh uh run d yeah and let me just pull up some other lines in this game that i thought were pretty interesting here that tell you a lot of the story going into this one so I'm going to talk about the over-under for team points. Ohio State, it's 33.5 there. Alabama, 41.5. I'm kind of inclined to like this under for Ohio State. You think they won't get that high? I don't think they'll get that high. Not in I this. Think they'll, I, okay. I hope you're right. I, I would expect them to score at least 35. I think it's going to be a final of like 49 to 42 or something like that. 49 45, to, 45 to 42. I'm going to call 45 to 42. So you're, you, so Bama. maybe but stay I don't away. even like saying that because we're going to lose because we always freaking lose whenever. Go ahead. Sorry. But then again, okay. So maybe the Ohio state one was, it, it was misinclined. Who's Alabama's is 41 and a half. No one has held Alabama under 42 points this year. Yeah. And, and Ohio state's defense is not their highlight. And yeah. also, uh, I mean, I hear what you're saying on the under. Uh, Bama, we have, a, we have a soft run D and a softer G, uh, D in general than I'd like. But uh, uh, our secondary is better than Clemson's secondary. Hey, who uh, among I don't, us? I don't think quite as – a couple of those amazing uh, bombs that uh, Fields hurled out there, uh, he's going to do that to us a couple times. But a couple of those I think would have been deflected uh, had, it, had it been, uh, you know, one of our guys, a, a battle or a Jordan battle or something like that covering. Yeah, and, you know, can you really blame Bama for that? Who among us doesn't have a D that's a little softer than they'd like, huh? The 30s are tough <laughs> on us all. <laughs> all right, Sam, better get mad at you for that one, too. That's good, clean fun here. And Sam's, good, a, little, clean humor. Sam's a little older than me, so I feel like he knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, in the chat. Hey, we all know what you're talking about, all yeah, right? <laughs> it, it, in the chat, they say they got a... Softer, softer D. D. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I just don't. Call, I hope they don't come out there limp. I'll say that. I'll say that. And then here's what I like. My favorite bet in this game at points bet: Trey Sermon, the over under on his rushing yards. Oh, I don't want to hear this. Seventy nine and a half. He destroys that, over, right? Over. over. Yeah. Over, over. Over. Take the over. Take the over. Trey Sermon, I would take the over under of seventy nine and a half if he was in an NFL game. That guy yeah. is incredible. That's the best back. In he's a very football. talented young man. <laughs> he is very good. Yeah, just a total game changer. You you get that Ohio State tailback. It's a little bit of magic. And it opens up the passing game for Justin. Ah, I just hope we get the OSU that played Northwestern. That's just all I hope. I was going to say, like, Trey Sermon, he, he is built like a like a Mack truck, right? Yeah. Yeah. He, I, don't, I, don't, I guess I don't know exactly his... Um, like, I don't know how big he is exactly. Oh, he's big. Is he? Oh, yeah. Big guy. 
He's so the big guys you seen Najee jump over that domer. That was pretty fun. Amazing. And like uh-huh. Yeah, you were I mean, you were in my apartment when that happened. <laughs> and in here that. that I've never seen a guy get such yardage after hurdling someone. That was the best part. I thought like, oh, that's awesome. He got like two extra yards and it looked cool. But then he just kept running. Like I expected him to land and kind of trip up a little, maybe get a few more falling forward. He just kept going like it was nothing. Yeah, you hurdle so many, you go for 30 yards. That's not football. That's literally an Olympic event. It was incredible. There are years he would have won the Heisman. Yeah, there was about five of them in the past decade he would have won the Heisman. (laughs) It's weird that he didn't. But again, when you're the third best player on your team... You know, it's tough. Yeah. Yeah, they, they split. I was a little annoyed that Trevor got second place, but I think it's because, you know, Devontae split the vote with Mac. Because you look at their numbers, and uh, it's not even close. And if you want to pull the, oh, he missed a couple games? Okay, well, what did you say to OSU? You said, oh, they shouldn't be eligible. <laughs> huh, whoops, cry about it. Loser. Yeah, but I mean. Someone, roasted, someone wrote an article. One of these idiots from Rubbing the Rock wrote an article that said uh, uh, something like, uh, uh, the country's irrational hatred of Dabo Sweeney is what cost Trevor Lawrence the Heisman. Like, what universe are you living in? Get out of here. No, no. I mean, I think that's the right outcome, personally. Devontae became the story of the season after the yeah. SEC No, he should have won. But Mac is a better quarterback this year than uh, Trevor, and that's backed up with facts. I mean... I guess, but like there was that. Oh, uh, you just you just still have a crush on Trev. I understand it. He's he's your no no that no it. that Notre it. Dame performance was just like that's everything you can possibly see from a quarterback throwing downfield, shrugging off tacklers, shrugging off early mistakes, yeah. mastering. And if that wasn't the hardest competition he faced before OSU, I I would give him credit, but. He faced a bunch of soft defenses, and uh, Max sat a lot of those fourth quarters. I'll bet he played probably as much as Trevor anyway. Anyway, we're getting off topic and getting uh, into my own grievances. So uh, let's talk about the title. And then here's the deal. Here's why I like the eight. It's how little Notre Dame showed in the first round of this playoff. Because we see the great teams, and a lot of the great teams across football, they have a propensity to, once they're in control of a game, they kind of lay off the gas a little bit. And Bama in the second half, they weren't. They laid off. Hard. They laid off so hard. They could have scored going down the field every time. They could have. But then again, this is a team where we saw Ohio State give up a ton of yardage to Indiana. Maybe yeah. their quarterbacks at a, at a similar level, but no receiver on that core would get a snap at Alabama. Yeah, that's a good point. Great point. We got the same thing is true of Northwestern. So... Here, I kind of like Alabama to blow them out, but by that same token, let me pull up this prop at points bet that I actually really like as well. We see Chris Olave over 85 and a half receiving yards. That guy is such a reliable weapon for the Ohio State passing offense. He, yeah, cut, he, he shows up big in every game. So I'm mm-hmm. looking at here, I'm looking at Bama spread for six and a half. I'm looking at the over for Sermon. I'm looking at the over for Chris Olave. And then I think you can actually get real value on the quarterback. So how's Alabama been coming out of the gate this year? Uh, first drive, always not so good. And then first drive of the second half, always not so good. And then everything else usually fine. Okay, so I see that the first quarter line is a pick. Do you think that Bama will be up 
after the first quarter? Um, I think it'll be tied after the first quarter. Okay, so... I think it'll be like 14. Kind of similar to... I think that's what it was with, with the Clemmy game. Yeah, I think that's fair. Like 14-14? I, I, I think that's a likely uh, first quarter score. Uh, yeah, but in these games with these college kids, you're either going to see... Someone needs to make a, ba- a big play early to open up the floodgates because everyone's going to be nervous until... Someone breaks through and like yeah. performs exceptionally. Otherwise, you might just see a couple punts to start start it off. It's yeah. not unusual for a big one. I hope they come out there like the. I, I got worried when they got um when they let off the gas so early against Notre Dame. I hope it's not that they got complacent, and I hope it's that they just didn't. They have a lot. They didn't want to show their hand. They have a lot. Uh, 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 a lot of schemes. A lot of a lot of plans and tricks for Ohio State that they didn't want to reveal. So they kept it very simple, bread and butter. Uh, the other thing that throws a wrench into it is uh, you know Bama problems. Nothing new. Uh, Steve Sarkeesian hired away. So who knows? I hope we get Steve 100%. I'm worried that we won't. They never do. Loxley uh, uh, pooped the bed uh, against Clemson in 2018. Um, so I don't know. I, I hope, I believe Sark, uh, he, I think he has that passion and that love. I think he's going to do it, but I, I hope his head is completely in Alabama until Tuesday. And, and, it's not, and then go Texas. God bless you. All the, all the best luck in the world, Sark. So happy, grateful for everything. That's a great job for him, and I think it is. A good, I think it is too. I think he's going to do well there. And this is the right. I kind of equate him. He's kind of college football's Josh McDaniels. Like, okay, first time as a head coach didn't work. He's proven he's brilliant, and the next time he gets a head coaching job, I think some of the kind of lesser factors that held him back will be better addressed. And yeah. I, ex- I ex- Texas is going to be great with Sark. That's an awesome hire. I think so. Yeah, yeah. The the Saban the the Nick Saban rehabilitation program. <laughs> works once again. <laughs> works once again. That's the real party. I want to. I want to go out with Sark and Lane Kiffin. Yeah. I heard that our next OC is going to be Johnny Manziel. <laughs> <laughs> OC Ray Carruth. Okay, I'm, I'm going to be in trouble for that one. Okay, so we. That's our feel for the national championship. I do think Alabama. If you get see the second or fourth quarter bets off your off your advice. Those aren't out yet, not even at the amazing points bet. I would check those out if you find them. They're not out yet, but I think it'll probably be like Bama by two and a half in those quarters. I really like the second and fourth, but I'm over the Alabama team over, Alabama to six and a half, and then overs for Chris Alave and Sermon for rushing yards. Those are my picks. Nice. I agree with everything except for the, the, the main spread. But yeah, overall, I agree. Yeah, but even buying, that's just because you're, you're nuts. Like you guys, that's because I'm terrified. Yeah. <laughs> like you guys had. I'm not trustworthy right now. I don't know. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to. Like that Clemson game was mathematically clinched and you were, you were bugging. When? When they were. Oh, with when they were State? Yeah, and I don't even like. I'm not, that's how I do. I, get emo- I can so easily get emotionally involved in a college football game. Yeah, I mean. I feel you. I was there, and even even as someone with money on Clemson who fancies myself a Clemson fan, it's hard not to cheer for Justin Ribs with get with that hitting the ribs. <laughs> Justin Ribs. Oh, so did cool I call him did Justin that. Ribs? He's. I think he's going to be fine for the bat. I think. I think he was kind of like. I don't even blame him. I don't. I, I don't think making a show of it 
is is the word he just let us know he was hurt. I think he, I don't think he was exaggerating the pain. I think he really was hurt, and I'm fine with him letting us know he was hurt because it's impressive. Do you? Do, like, what a great game for them. I'm a little bit envious of them because even if they lose against Bama, I feel like I would be pretty happy if I was an OSU fan. That was just perfect in every way. The story that was the not the game of the year, but that was the win of the year. I think no matter what happens, that was the coolest win of the year. Absolutely, and even if. Alabama wins the national championship, which I think it is will likely happen. The narrative of this college football season was about Ohio State coming back yeah. and getting that win that was taken away from them. Yes, that was the, that was probably the biggest narrative of the season, without a doubt. I would I would agree with you 100%. And one let's look ahead a little bit on some futures here. So, we all know how good Fields was. We do know that Urban Meyer was in the stands at that Clemson Ohio State game, and oh yeah, up there in the shadows like a Sith Lord. That was well, hilarious. Well, here's the deal, dude. He's getting offered that Jacksonville Jaguars head coaching job. They are rolling out the red carpet, and Fields is oh. ten to one to go first overall. Oh, he's going to go first instead of uh, Trev. I mean, I think it's a long shot. I think that'd be awesome. I think it's that'd be on the, the funniest thing I've ever seen. I think I think what could actually happen is we see them trade down with the New York Jets. I I don't think that Trevor lost a lot of shine. I'm going to be honest. No, he didn't. But I just think where where did Justin Fields go to college? Uh, Georgia and Ohio State. Where did Urban Meyer come from? Um, Boringsville, Ohio State. <laughs> So nerd <laughs> plaza. I mean, no one has better intel on Justin Fields in football than probably Urban Meyer does. So if he's going to Jacksonville, if he likes what he hears, maybe he makes moves to get Fields as his Fields quarterback instead of Trevor. That'd be funny, just a straight up Debo uh, to Trev. I uh, I mean, I, I wish Trevor all the all the best. I think he's a great quarterback. Uh, Ooh, hey but- Joel, I have a picture of uh, reenactment of Justin Fields uh, with his rib imagery. <laughs> <laughs> but he's doing okay. He's all, okay. all those stars fell off of his helmet and onto his ribs. <laughs> and, uh, hey, he's awesome. I'm I'm, I'm ribbing him, and but, he, uh, but I think he's awesome. And here's the deal: like the last time I can resent, I can remember such a clear cut number one pick was probably Reggie Bush. He didn't go first overall. So strange things happen in the NFL draft. Strange things happen with people you're loyal to so i tune out the urban news i feel like every year it's urban meyer is going to come back to coach blank and I, I, it might happen cool if it does i'm glad he didn't come to auburn but uh i'll believe it when i see it you know i i tuned it out until i saw the contract figures that were being thrown around if i'm how, seeing how, how, number, many, how many zeros in it um it starts with a 12 <laughs> does it are there zeros after the 12 or is it- <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, I think there's about five of them actually. Wait, oh, oh. that's like this is really exposing us here on the show. Twelve million dollars. I don't like contracts. I don't. I'm I'm so uninterested in the business side of any kind of sport. Yeah, but they're offering this guy twelve million dollars a year. That's a lot I, of money. To, they, how much did they give Harbaugh, who I call Suburban Meyer? Oh, Harbaugh, <laughs> he just got an extension. Oddly enough, <laughs> I think he's actually getting the twelve a year. That's the best news for Ohio, Ohio State I've ever heard. <laughs> hey, those kids have a great GPA, I'll have you know. I love the kids. I feel bad for uh, for the Wolverines. I, I love the players. I, I think they deserve a better does, uh, coach than old khaki pants. Does Michigan need to win when they got that 
Jordan brand money coming in. I and they got know. that cool color scheme on their helmets. Who even cares? They already won. Yeah, people aren't going to figure out you stole it from Delaware and Joe Biden, but well, that's a story for another day. So, yeah, I will be putting... I held back on a joke there, Sam. You should thank me later. <laughs> go ahead. I, I, I will say that I will be putting $5 on Justin Fields to go first overall just because that, that's a conspiracy theory. It's just a fun bet. one. Yeah, that's a fun one right there. I like that. That's, real, that's a fun one. And you know what? I, I'm owed $5 from last year's first overall pick. I met a guy in line at the Fiesta Bowl, and I bet him $5 that Burrow would go first overall. And uh, Gary from Glendale, Arizona, he hasn't paid up yet. Well, I, I was going to say, why did he take that bet? Has it, was this his first time watching college football at all? Why, Not, like everyone knew Burrow was going to fight. Nah, he was a stupid guy. He was big into Tua. So he was <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> no, that, I was just always more of a Tucson guy. Yeah, Tucson. There, that's Scorpion City. A lot of Scorpions. I'm not going to talk about Scorpions. Let's talk 2021 <laughs> Heisman uh, futures. Are we talking about uh, old Spencer and all that? Well, there was a lot of line movements came out. This dropped. Spencer was seven to one. Within twenty four hours, he was four and a half to one. Nice, nice. Well, let's see if the Mac attack comes back. Yeah, I mean maybe. But right here, I'm going to show you a couple options. I got some takes on who I will be backing in this Heisman Trophy. Oh wow, Spencer! Since yesterday, when I prepped the outline, Spencer's moved to three to one. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could do that, or you could just, you know, maybe back Oklahoma. Oklahoma's going to open as the favorite for next year, it seems Who, like. Who's, who's behind them? Or okay. are we going to get to that? Sorry. Yeah, it's right up there. Second, we have oh. Bryce Young. Ooh. We yeah. have, I hope. I wish, but I don't think that'll happen. And we have the Clemson quarterback, whose name I asked for pronunciation help with from Brian. And I, I said, uh, phone a friend. <laughs> Well, how do you say it's that name? Tunga Vailoa. <laughs> and then we do have a lot of Bryce Young hype, obviously, four to one. It'd be cool. Sam. I hope so. I just have to see more before I know that. I don't know. He he does not I think I think maybe his year will be like his junior year, maybe. I I think it's a little fresh, a little early. It's to, a lot to lay money on him. Lot to ask. Sam Howell, I don't think the program will be there next year. They're not gonna no. win enough. No, so, I don't think Sam Howell's gonna get So it. I actually like some teams lower. I, I like some guys lower on in it. I actually really like JT Daniels 18 to 1. I can see that. JT Daniels ain't bad. No. I it, can't I can't read none of these fonts. It's all tiny. Well, JT Daniels, he's the sixth favorite. He's 18 to 1. He's at Georgia. That offense has looked pretty explosive with him under center. I think they'll have a really good defense next season. Yeah, but uh old bull cut will mess it all up. He very well might. Kirby could absolutely ruin this. <laughs> great, great recruiter. Not the smartest. Not the Kirby smartest in-game play caller or manager. Yeah, but I mean, in in this, in, if you're Georgia, if you're, this is when you need to bounce. It's Bama's conference when they get five players drafted into the first round. You should probably contend for the SEC the next well, year. If uh, Georgia's uh, starting quarterback is contending to the Heisman, I would go ahead and, and lay money on Bama's backup quarterback. Ooh. So whoever's backing <laughs> Bryce Young next year. Shut up. And then the next one I like, it's another USC quarterback. This one actually beat out JT for the job. 
Keaton Slovis twenty to Ooh, one. That would be cool. You got to bet on it. That's your boy. You got it. You got to. You got to back your boy. And Heisman voters, they love sending that trophy to the Coliseum because most of the time the Coliseum has to send it back. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I like. I like Daniels eighteen to one. I like Slovis twenty to one, and he got taken off the board. Actually, oh no, where is Who are he? We talking about? Oh, is he Miles that? Brennan? Is Michael Penix Jr. One thousand. Oh, why did he get taken off the board? What? No, he's there. I see him. He's all the way at the bottom. Oh, I One don't like the, this. That's some disrespect. Michael, I hope Michael, I hope Michael, I hope Indiana wins it all next year and the Penix gets the Heisman. That'd be awesome. Indiana has never won the Big Ten. They've been in the Big Ten the entire time. He's coming off an ACL injury. Oh, yeah, I they spell Hoosiers W H O S E R. No one's ever seen them or know who they are. A joke we can make. So those are my Heisman picks. Do you have any, <laughs> do you have anyone we should think about? Kellen Mond? No. <laughs> Bo Nix? <laughs> another joke another joke we can make bo nix has better odds than a lot of people <laughs> yeah well you know i'm I'll, going for tank bigsby I, I yeah i'd put tank over over bo yeah you know heartbeat now he cost me that northwestern win in the bowl game i'm i'm mad at him <laughs> <laughs> well write him a letter and tell him to get better yeah so those are our college football wagers that's what we're throwing down with for the college football championship. That's what we're throwing down with for the draft. And oh, it's almost over. College football's almost over. Nah, next year's just starting. Well, I, re- I I follow recruiting, true. I love following recruiting. Signing day, I get just as nervous as during the games when I'm like refreshing stuff on signing day. I mean, we got to talk to Sam. Well, maybe we can make this a monthly. Keep tabs until... Dude, we got to do a signing uh, day up. We got to do a signing day si- Yeah, we got to find a way to wager on signing day. Then we're good to go. All right, well, let's give a little love right now to my friends at BetMGM. They're the official sports book of the Detroit Lions, of Jamie Foxx, and TPN, the walk-on at the Props Network. And I like these sites. I love the Money Monday Club, a free $10 bet placed at your, at your leisure on Mondays. There's two ways to operate a business. You can focus your business on your process and making things, producing more, or you can go the other route and think about the customer needs. And that's what BetMGM is doing on these Mondays. As a football better, I'm always conservative on Mondays. I always want a little piece of the action. So they're actually thinking about my needs as a gambler, and that's why they're offering out these bets. So take advantage of that. They will match your deposit with code WALKON20. So check them out. And if you are gambling, you must be 21 or older to bet online. If you have a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or if you're in different states like Tennessee or Indiana, you can call the Red Line or reach out for other resources. Do it responsibly. Do it safely. We're here to advise on bets, but also to advise on how to bet. So be reasonable, be smart, and have fun. All right, so now let's disregard that warning and talk a little NFL football. Drink of water? I don't have it here. Football. Okay, before we get into it, Brian, do we do the FOMO? Let's do it. Okay, I'll let you lead off. All right, so So for my... 
So to to set it up, FOMO is Front Office Management Operations Report. We tell people what we saw that shows that an organization is smart or stupid. (laughs) Well, for me, I I picked for good, for for good FOMO here. I'm going to say for the Bills. The Bills played a, a couple of their star players in that first half. I'm like, okay. You know what's on uh, – Sean McDermott knows what's on the line, and he wants to keep those guys fresh and doing that and playing them instead of sitting them and then just letting them uh, cook on the sideline is no good. I'm glad that he's, like, giving those reps to understand, like, this is a, a major opportunity. Their team is in a, a very good position to take this, take this championship all the way. And I I have to agree with that. I've got some things to say about Buffalo. I will save them for my analysis of their matchup when we're going to lead with it. So it's not too long of a wait. So Mm -hmm. my good FOMO. Ooh, I had a little. So I'm going to go with the New Orleans Saints. And I hate to do it. You know I don't like the Saints. Right, I know. Drew's tiny and old. Taysom ain't a quarterback. They're benching Jameis for no real reason. But last week we saw the Browns have to sit out an entire positional unit the day before the game against the Jets. Yeah. It was a disaster. They were discombobulated. They didn't know how to function as an offense for an entire half. And they just weren't ready to go because of it. It was too much. Yeah, I mean, your whole receiver core is out. What are you supposed to do? I heard they were practicing in in a parking lot. Come on. Exactly. It's so much to deal with. It's impossible variables. And the Saints, all year we've heard about how Alvin Kamara is the heart and soul of that team. He runs the offense, basically. Mm-hmm. And just leading up to their game to to clinch the number two seed, to potentially get the one seed, their entire running back room gets ruled out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The Saints roll. They have an awesome first half. Emmanuel Sanders looks like he was made in a machine custom to catch Drew Brees third down throws (laughs) and they just rolled. That's the mark of a good organization. I am a little scared of their, their matchup this weekend. We'll talk about that, but I was impressed with Sean Payton's work and with the saints as a whole, my hats off to him. Yeah. For him to bring in Ty and just to do well, just to that, that's just incredible. They know how to put pieces together and like be okay, you know. Alvin, I mean, what do you did he just he was awful like by uh, what six touchdowns and then then he's out. And it's like for them to just to be ready to go in any situation shows that they can play and just hopefully don't they don't have to let the game be called by the refs to decide their fate. Yeah, and and a good football team, I the mark of it, it's not about team success, it's about being able to adapt your scheme for team success. That's what I saw from the Saints. Awesome job. Now, how about your bad FOMO? My bad goes to the Rams. Ooh. Uh-huh. Who won? They they won. They won. Uh, but to have John Wolford as your backup quarterback is a rude thing to do for a team that is always on the cusp of, you know, going deep in the playoffs. And I think this is a problem with NFL teams that uh, get success early. They're like, oh, okay, well, I don't need to work on depth too much because we're rolling, baby. Uh, this is wrong, especially when your quarter, when McVay was kind of 
not I probably would say upset with, with golf halfway through the season. So if you don't have someone back there ready to go and just having John Walford there to to simulate uh, Russell Wilson, ooh, great, that's awesome. Uh, but can he make throws? Oh, they're like, oh, John Wolford can run. Can he pass? Can he get that third down completion when it's needed? I don't think so. So to go deep in this thing and – a, a, a bum thumb on golf, you're not going anywhere. The, your defense is going to get you uh, close, right? But it's not going to get you all the way. You have to make those good throws to be a really successful team in the playoffs. Absolutely. I'm with you there. But I do want to ask, what's the what's the air in management from the Rams here? For not looking at your depth and being like, hey, let's let's uh, what's our insurance policy if Jared goes down? Right. I, I feel you philosophically, but I think the error, the mistake is actually in their cap management. It, oh, yes. It's I mean, that I, I totally agree. They're not crippled because they can't, they are choosing not to uh, address the QB position. They're not doing it because they pay Jared Goff so much money they literally can't afford to. Their cap is so top heavy. Three players are the majority of their salary cap, and this is where you see it. I know, and I'm with you, but that's when you have to you have to find the diamond in the rough for a quarterback. You can do that. You can find a competent person that can give you a game manager for those times. And to find someone that was very good collegiately, that just put up numbers, wasn't like wasn't amazing, but he was able to manage the game. And that's what you need when you have a really decent defense. And, I'm calling it decent, but it's good. But. And, and that's what you need because that's what Jared Goff is, and he's the first overall pick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez, it's a tough situation there. If anyone can do it, it's McVay. And th- that's the thing, because that's what you're saying. I, 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 that was kind of funny because like, you were praising – uh, uh, pay, Sean, Sean from, from the Saints coach, he was saying like, oh, you know, he knows how to uh, Voltron his team into anything he wants. Can Sean McVay do that in the playoffs? Yeah, and, and maybe they can, but they also had I- injuries to their running back room right around the time they needed to make that transition. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if they were scoreboard watching, maybe they laid off a little bit. Maybe let me see. I yeah, I I think they what they I, I you got to have the hats off to their figuring out uh, getting Cam and all that kind of stuff in the running back situation. They're saying that, but to you can't just you got to have someone back there ready to go instead of Johnny Johnny Wolfer. That sounds like he's more of like a lawyer than anything, um, which is fine. But I, I you know we'll see. Yeah, I, I feel you. And for my negative FOMO, I'm going to go to Washington. What? Yeah, I know it's a feel-good story. I know you're all so happy and jubilant, and your coach came, battled back, and Alex yeah. Smith battled back. But can we have a little bit of a caveat on that celebration? Can we dial it back just a pinch seeing that Philadelphia what? handed it to you? Oh, come on. When, when you bring the bench warmer into the high school game and people let him score, he doesn't go walking around like he's the best player on the team. That's what Washington's doing. You're going to ha- be blown out, be given a division, then go off the field asking for Tom Brady? Yeah, I'm, I, I'm loving it. I, I, when, we, when we get to the Bucks in Washington, we'll, we'll, we'll get more. But, hey, 
You don't blame the Eagles for doing anything here, okay? You don't don't I'm, don't blame Washington for what the Eagles have done, okay? That's them, all right? And so, I'm blaming them for the reaction to it. Hey, no, no, you take you take a you take a win in the NFL. You take any win you get, all right? I don't care if you put in Nate Suffield and he doesn't do anything. Hey, that that's on that's on them. But okay, don't don't blame Washington for doing for being excited to be in the playoffs chase young so young to be in the playoffs be happy for that that's where you need to be happy from and i and alex smith being back like what, hit 17 surgeries on a leg and he's like and now he's a playoff quarterback come on i mean alex smith on his best day was not a playoff quarterback <laughs> and he certainly Whoa. isn't one now oh boy bucks by a million Okay. okay, let's get into these. We got three games each day, chronological order. Let's start with, I'm the most intrigued by this game of any of them on the, on the slate. Yeah. We have the Colts visiting the Red Hot Bills. Bills are favored by six and a half here. What do you think about this one? Ooh, I, uh, let's say Buffalo is second in points, you know. Second in points per game. Second in yards per game. So they're ready to roll. I mean, Josh Allen is in a different form right now. And they're a little banged up. Diggs is banged up. McKenzie's a little banged up. Um, but this is why you draft Josh Allen. You're going, it's going to be 30 degrees. The wind is going to be whipping around. This is why Josh Allen's there. This is going to be a good game for them. I know the Colts are good. I know they're deep. Uh, Buckner was on uh, was on the injury report, a little ankle problem, but he's going to be good to go for sure. Uh, and defense is great, but when you have Josh that can sling everywhere, I, I think you're going to have some trouble. And can two things be true, Brian? What's that? I believe every positive thing I'm hearing about the Buffalo Bills. The, the team is good. Josh has arrived. The fans are nearly off house arrest, but I can believe that. And I think they can absolutely win the Super Bowl. But I also think it's true that the Colts can absolutely beat them this week. It's possible. Uh, think about the big playoff upsets through your lifetime. Is there one thing that a lot of these teams have in common? I think there is a yeah. dominant run game. Yeah, you know, and Jonathan Taylor, he is—he's really calling the past three, three to four games, which is nice because uh, they're really going to need it because Philip has been bothered with that toe injury all year, pretty much. So if and we know Philip, we know how Philip throws. So if he can throw it in the wind, if he can spin it in the wind, that's that's going to be the factor. The defense can't just win it all for the Colts this time. Yeah, and I—I th I think. I I'm I'm terrified of Rivers in this game. The blueprint for the Colts to win is to get up early behind your rushing attack, hope you stop the Bills once, and then just play behind Hines and Taylor. Yeah. They've got uh, so much talent on defense. Yeah, they do. I, I just... If they spread them out, I think it's going to be a little bit a long day for the Colts trying to figure out how do we stop Josh? Because what if Josh just pulls the ball down and starts running the ball? And he very well can do that. There's not many schemes that can take in. Again, you got to take into account Miami has an amazing defense with so and they shredded him. 
Pittsburgh yeah. has an amazing defense, and they shredded them. It feels like the Bills have won every big game they've been in, and it feels like the Colts have lost every big game they've been in. Bills just seems too easy here. Yeah, I... It... <sighs> I mean, Josh Allen's progression over the years shows that he knows how to he knows how to drop the dime when he needs to. So I, I think Josh just keeps rolling. I, I don't see him uh, bouncing out, out right now. Is the they're they're the past three games they've been like plus twenty um, uh, against uh, every uh, every game. Like they're putting up plus twenty points on every person. You know, so that's that's confidence and that's confidence in in uh, their offensive coordinator knowing that, hey, we we can do anything at will. And Stefan Diggs is just showing uh, all the praise when when he got traded from the Vikings. I'm like, oh, no, another receiver going to Buffalo purgatory. But he has shown that he wants to be there and he wants to be a vocal leader for that team. And that's what that's what they've been missing for a long time. Yeah, and they just, it's kind of like they've got these little race cars around Josh Allen. Every receiver is undersized, a precise runner with amazing hands. Right. I like how they support him with their roster building. Yeah, they're going to they're gonna miss Cole Beasley a lot, yeah, but I think McKenzie stepped up, what, three touchdowns last week? If he's still healthy and running, I think that just shows another threat because everyone's going to be keying on that last tape of McKenzie going, and then Stephon Diggs comes in for two touchdowns. Okay, so this is crazy. I haven't done it this year, I think. I think the Colts cover, but the Bills win. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, yeah. That, that's where I'm at with this one. I, I'm i going to bet the Colts straight up, but I'll have Buffalo in a tease. Okay. Boom. I like okay. it. Okay. Bucks, eight and a half point favorites at Washington. Oh yeah, this is great. Um, hats off to uh, for AB being silent all year and putting up great numbers for for someone out of the league and doing its job. I, I'm I'm just excited. I'm just excited for AB to be like, okay, great, but. Washington defense, all right? You're telling me Washington defense isn't scary? Chase Young, after Mike Tomlin said, hey, I don't want someone on you on my team because he knows he's a bad boy. And to have that type of praise from a really good head coach in the NFL, that gives him the confidence to just keep keep working and understand, like, he is a game – he's a game changer. He is a game changer, but this Bucks offense gets the ball out pretty quickly. They have mm-hmm. options. They can go to a screen game with Antonio Brown. They can run Ronald Jones into the flat. They mm-hmm. have they spread you out. They have literally seven good offensive weapons. You don't know where the attack's going to come, but it's going to be quick, and it's going to be precise, and it's not going to be any Zach Taylor, Joe Burrow dropbacks. It's going to be Tom Brady. I think the the Washington D will do their job, but I can't imagine a situation where... Alex Smith with a kind of banged up Terry McLaurin mm-hmm. just keeps pace with him. Yeah, no, I, I it's going to take a, a heap of, of talent and I'm glad that Antonio Gibson is back. Um, but you know, he's still, he's probably not a hundred percent, but JD is uh, McKissick 
is really stepping up. I'm really excited about that. But yeah, that that's the one thing. If if the Bucks start up hot and they're they're and Washington's playing from behind, that's just not them. That's just not them. Yet. No, and Alex Smith looks horrible. He he falls down at the first <laughs> he's sign not of horrible. Con- in, in, when he's under any duress, this dude is start. I mean, I get Brady's 45. This dude is starting, and I got the time wrong. This is a Saturday night game, frigid weather outdoor eastern seaboard winds i really hate alex smith in that situation of course of course i he, mean hey <laughs> you remember remember like playing basketball and you you just tore your acl or whatever and when you try to get to the basket again you're kind of scared right you're kind of yeah. scared because you think it's going to happen again this is what we're what we're seeing live with alex smith He's, you know, in the back of his head, he's thinking about that injury that he had. And, it, it, you know, it's probably, it's terrifying to him. That's a mentality type of thing. So if he can get the ball out of his hands quickly, put some pressure off him early, that might be able to hope, uh, open up, up a little bit, <laughs> blah, blah, open up him a little bit more. And the only other person more unimpressed with the Alex Smith comeback than I am is playing D-tackle for Tampa. Indama Kinsu. Mm-hmm. This could be a legacy record tonight. He, he, yeah, he's going to take a, a cheap shot at Alex Smith. I wish I could bet on that. <laughs> you, don't want, you don't want that, Ricky Bobby. No you, way, Ricky Bobby. You know it's but, happening. Well, okay. I will say right this right now. Washington is, Washington is a top five defense, and we know that Tom Brady does not like pressure, right? Yeah. So we we have two quarterbacks that hate pressure. So it's going to be who's going who's how much pressure he's going to win, and that's what it's going to be. But hey, I uh, Tom Brady throws some weird ducks when when he gets pressure in his face. Uh, but he does have his uh, binky uh, as Rob Gronkowski. Gronkowski. Come on, you can pronounce a Polish name better than that. <laughs> I know you, Gronkowski. Yes, there we go. Yeah, it's Gronk. Oh, Gronkowski. Yeah, but here, I, I just can't imagine Washington getting more than 17 points here. Oh, that sounds about right. Yeah, I mean... Washington you know. can lose this game, and their season will still be an A+. If Tampa wins this game, their season's an abject failure. Right. So much more is at stake at Tampa. I think they're more talented. I think they have a better coach and a better quarterback. So I'm going to go Tampa here. Tampa is the way, but... Top five defense from Washington. That's going to be it's going to be a fun one for like a quarter or a half, depending <laughs> depending what happens. And you know something wonky is happening on Saturday. One of these games is going to be wild. Oh and, yeah, I know. And, if, and this if, is the game that it could be wild. That's like the one. Uh, I don't know because okay. I, I I I did this out of order. Yeah, because these could all be wild. I see that Colts thing happening. The, mm-hmm. If Alex Smith beats Tom Brady in a in a playoff game, yeah, I mean, it's the greatest achievement by someone with his legs since Oscar Pistorius was acquitted. <laughs> What's the next game? <laughs> Okay, the next game is actually before this. I didn't put it in bold. 440 start in Seattle, Washington. Are you going to be watching this with your fiance? Yes, I will be watching it with my fiance. In your Thank Seattle you. shirt. Go Hawks, baby. But wait, no, it's going to be a fun one. If 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 Jamal Adams is still hurt with that shoulder, 
the Seahawks are out are out with their best pass rusher, and that's not good. Yeah, it's not good when your safety is the best pass rusher on your team. No, it's not good. But they kind of needed to see use him because the advanced stats about six weeks into the season graded him as the worst safety. They turned him into a pass rusher, and there you go. <laughs> suddenly, the math works. This line is crazy. This line is three and a half points. Why? Mm-hmm. We don't know if golf's playing. That's that's the that's that's the main thing because like if if he is play, I'm thinking he's gonna play, and I think that's why they're doing that because they're like, well, he, if he's out there, we're they're you know they always give Seahawks trouble, which is fine. Um, but I think the main thing is is that if um, if the if the Rams have to shuffle out uh Johnny Walford then then they're in trouble. I think the line will move that later when they when we figure out the injury report like Thursday. Yeah, and in this one, I think the way to go is Seattle money line all the way. That defense looks incredible right now. Mm-hmm. I think the Rams no matter who's at quarterback are going to have trouble scoring. Oh, yeah, they're going to have trouble scoring. And I really don't see the Seahawks having trouble scoring too much. I know D- uh, DK Metcalf is hurt. He's hurt. And, you know, they're just trying to like, just try to um, keep on going. But his ankle is, is not in good shape. Yeah, but if, he, uh, if he's hurt and he still draws in Jalen Ramsey, that's, that's enough. Great. Then he got Tyler Lockett ready to go. Yeah. Yeah, boom. It's it's It breaks down perfectly for him. I think... The defense is going to step up, and they're masters of the having the ball last win. They mm-hmm. live for that. So I like the Seattle money line. I might go beefy and do the full full 175 to win 100 here, but mm-hmm. I also kind of like tying Seattle and Tampa together at minus 115. Bet 100 to win 85. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad. But yeah, I, I think that's a that's a good that's a good number right there. Yeah. Okay, so then we watch SNL. I believe uh, Rosie O'Donnell's hosting and Sugar Ray's the musical guest. So real great Saturday. And then we wake up Sunday. We have our almond flour pancakes. We we keep it keto. (laughs) Keep it keto. And then we watch the Ravens, who are favored on the road against Tennessee. Three and a half points. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. probably the most exciting thing about this game is that friend of the Props Network, Props Network journalist Donnie Singstack, his parents, yeah. they got vaccinated to go to this game. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> they're, uh, his parents are like, oh, they're like, oh no, we, we, we don't care about our safety. We, we just want to go to this playoff game. We they do care back. about their safety. They got the vaccine. <laughs> <laughs> They're good. She's a teacher. Professor of Vanderbilt, she's got to teach in person. Give her the vaccine. Give her the vaccine. Let yeah. her cheer on the Ravens. Because this one, I don't know what to think in this one at all. Who knows what's going to happen here? Oh, this is a this is a barn burner. You know, this is, it's going to be uh, 30, it's going to become like, 
it's going to be 40 to 40, some some weird number. And it's going to be one of those great games that we're going to... I mean, the Ravens and Titans have been have been battling in the playoffs for since the, the big Nair time. So this is... It, it's just part of the history lore. Like, this is going to be a great game. Yeah, they should hang Derek Mason over the 50-yard line. Winning team <laughs> gets to claim him. <laughs> well, look, Ravens are uh, number one in rushing. So that's... You know, if J.K. Dobbins is feeling he's feeling himself, uh, it's going to be a good time for them. And uh, I would say a negative for the Ravens here. You got uh, the where you your uh, Vikings trade with uh, Ngakwe, his hamstrings hurt. So if he's not there, if you're not able to get pressure on uh, on Ryan, he's going to just run. He's going to run for two, throw for two, and then and then D. Henry is just going to go off. So. They they have figured out a good formula, and the Ravens in the past three games have figured out their formula as well. It's like we got to run the ball. So it's going to be a fun one, and I think the Ravens might pull it out. They they That kicker, that freaking Justin Tucker, he can hit it from 70 yards sometimes, and he's just all business. Yeah, and I mean – Ravens have the revenge factor, but they got it earlier this season. Ravens have the better defense, but the Titans have the better passing game by far. So with these circumstances and the fact that they're home, I think the three and a half is too good to pass up. Mm, yeah, yeah. And I uh, on the Titans side, too, I think Adoree Jackson, he just got back, but he's still hurt. You know, I think they're really just... They know he's hurt, and we're just hoping that he can just be a body out there uh, to scare uh, Lamar. But that's not enough for Lamar, and especially for the, that whole Ravens uh, coaching staff. Yeah, and I mean, both these teams have so much pride, so much to play for. And yeah, take the half point. Enjoy it. Yeah. Don't, don't, do not throw this game in a parlay. Do not make this your biggest bet of the weekend whatsoever. The game is enough here. Gambling ex- exists to prop up a bad game, to get yourself invested. This, it's got all the ingredients. You can only have a bad experience watching this game if you do something stupid. So don't do that. This is the don't do something stupid bowl. <laughs> Brought to you by Tostitos. <laughs> Man, I... Over under, how many boxes of Tostitos do I have in my pantry right now? Ooh, five. Ooh, two and a half. Very mm. good, though. Pretty good. Close. Pretty close. And I cannot believe this. I think I'll be betting on Mitch Trubisky in a playoff game. You know. Yeah. No, you're not, you're not going to do it. Yeah, because this Sunday, the Bears are visiting the Superdome oh, against no. Drew Brees, Alvin Kamara, and the Saints. And old Mitchell and the Moribund Bears are getting nine points. No, man. I think they Green Bay figured out the bitch bootleg. It's over. He had a good run. They figured, oh, we, we just roll them out, make them comfortable. Uh, not going to happen against the Saints, okay? Trey Hendrickson, Cam Jordan, they're coming to eat. Okay. That could well be. I'm just worried about Drew Brees against this Bears D line and this Bears defense. 
That is true. That that is a good point. They've really stepped it up. Um, but it, this is this is one of those uh, lighted up games for Drew. So this is this is this is it, this might be his last hurrah, right? I mean, it better be. <laughs> I mean, that's, if it's his last hurrah, you know, it's it, it everything's on the table. It's and my one reason to like the Saints here is because hmm. they lost at home to the Vikings in a letdown game last postseason. You're right. Yeah. They've had two really bad postseason losses in a row, but the eight and a half is very big. Yeah, it is big. And I'm a little scared that Alvin might not be able to play. Ooh. Right? You know, if he if there's like another if he tests positive for COVID again, it's just that window is very, very close. But they've shown, you know, we were talking about before that uh, they know how to win in in those situations. So if they can pull it off, great. If not, it's going to be the Drew Brees show. The Drew Brees show. That's kind of like Tim Allen still having a sitcom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, these Sunday, I, 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 it's very easy for me to get an angle on the Saturday games and have something I firmly believe. Mm. These first two Sunday games are tough. Yeah, no, they're going to they I the, I would say stay away from all of these. And just just put everything on uh, on Saturday cuz these games are going to be tough. Um and I don't see much room for error for the Bears here, you know? Yeah, and I, we've been going through almost every game of the NFL season. These mm-hmm. first two Sunday games are Probably the most difficulty I've had, like, picking a side. Yeah, no, this is really tough. Like, the Bears are on the come up a little bit. Um, David Montgomery, if if they play behind him, they play slow. That suggests less points, which means they're likely to cover a big spread. Yeah, and uh, hats off to the to the Bears staff to get their line, their O-line healthy. That That was the big thing. I think that's what let them go, let them uh, be better last year. So if if they're healthy and ready to go, and Montgomery's going to just going to run that ball, you know, it, it's going to put a little pressure on on Breeze to throw a little bit more and you know uh, get a little excited behind behind that pocket there. And this is crazy. I've literally never won one of these bets, yeah. but this could be a good weekend to bust out the sweetheart. 13-point teaser. Ooh. Yeah. Sweet. All dogs on Sunday. Titans, <laughs> you get them to 16 and a half. Yeah. Bears, you get them to 21 and a half. And you get the Browns to 19. I like that. That's a little sweetheart. It's a little sweetheart. That one, I like that. You got to pick one of the Saturday games to go with it. So I'll probably toss... Seattle in there. Seattle won't lose by more than nine. So yeah, bet, uh, yeah, that's good. Bet one thirty to win one hundred, and I I think we've covered all the the playoff games, right, Brian? No, come on, come on. There's one more. There's Who, one what's more. the other game? Oh, that is the Browns versus Steelers at Heinz Stadium under the lights on Sunday at eight fifteen. We got a good one. Oh boy. Okay, Kevin Stefanski out. Joel Plutonio out. And Plutonio's a really heartbreaking one because he's been been with the Browns the entire rebuild. He's been a Pro Bowler three times. He's out against the Pittsburgh D line. 
Yeah. I wasn't scared about the Stefanski thing. That gives me a scare. Oh, totally. And I, I feel for Joel because uh, uh, Stefanski, after the game, gave Joel the game ball and said, you're going to the playoffs. And it's it turns out neither of them are going to the playoffs. <laughs> it is heartbreaking. Um, That's kind of like the ending of that Twilight Zone episode where the guy, everyone's gone, he can read all the books, and then he breaks his glasses. Jo- oh, yeah, yeah, totally. Joel Batonio, uh, you have time enough at last to enjoy the playoffs. And uh, the Steel- I mean, playing the Steelers last week, um, we almost gave that game up. That game was almost gone um, because that's how good the Steelers are. They're opportunistic, and they can. And Chase Claypool is just a dynamo. They woke up um, Claypool. Claypool had not been that guy since like week six, and then he's there. Yeah, yeah. And uh, but you got to give the hats to uh, Andrew Barry for. Having a secondary that hasn't had Denzel Ward on the on the field for multiple weeks, he's always got hurt with the cap. He's probably played like five five games this year because of the injuries. And our our second corner, Greedy Williams, hasn't played all year. So our our secondary depth is uh, it's amazing. It's not the best, but they have learned that they can still win the win the game. So. With B.J. Goodson coming back, that's like a, that's a really good help for the for the Browns. Um, but I will say that the Steelers, for the past three to four games, have been run on a lot, a okay? lot, a lot. So if we we know that they're they have a great zone scheme, so they can so passing is going to be an issue. But if you can just run that ball. Hey, hey now! It, it might be the Nick Chubb show, but I think Baker really, really shows his shows it all. He shows that he, he this is this will supplant supplant is that a word that will get him where he needs to be. And I'm so excited for Baker to be in this stage. And I think Nick and for Nick Chubb, I think Nick Chubb is going to run for 200 yards. Let's go. If anyone's going to be a big game back, it's Nick Chubb. And you're the Browns. I not A lot of people say that, but I actually understand what it is like to be a Browns fan. When you get to the playoffs and you get that win, it's not going to be easy. And that's the textbook here. You've got this malarkey with the Jets game. You've got this Harder than expected Pittsburgh game. And now you got a playoff game. You're first in 18 years against your most second most hated rival, and you're just getting shellacked. So many obstacles are in the way, but that's just how it was always going to be. None of this has surprised you, has it? No. In Cleveland, nothing is easy. Everything is hard. So this is where we want to be. And I think this really, this is going to be where we want to, like this is the game we want to be at. Um, So it's going to be so much fun. Fun, you know, I I just don't see uh, Baker flinching this game. You know, the last time the Steelers played, uh, Baker threw an interception first in the in the in the, his first throw was an interception to the house by Minka Fitzpatrick. So there, there's so much things going on right now that I think it's on Baker's shoulders, and I think he understands that now. 
you know, we we talked about how the Colts losing every big game made me think they would win a big one in the playoffs potentially. I think that's true of the Browns too. Yeah. They went they've been chasing these ghosts Darnold style in their division. <laughs> they got a chance under the bright lights and if there's a soul in your body, you got to be throwing down on the Browns in this one. Oh yeah, what my one of my favorite things I like but after the game, I think on Monday, uh the Browns signed Brian Allen. He was on no. the, the Bengals uh, practice squad, but he was a corner uh, with the Steelers. He's a big body corner, so I don't know if they're going to just throw him out there to to match up with Claypool because that's what you need. W- what we saw on Sunday when we didn't have anyone that could match up with Clay, not someone that could just give him that that push of the body, whatever, to be like, hey, this isn't just your spot, man. So if he's in there, great. Um, I'm hoping Denzel's back because he really solidifies. Uh, he puts a nice bow on that secondary, and he can just um, take any receiver you want out of the game. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I mean, trading uh, a fifth rounder for Ronnie Harrison from the Jags was such a needed thing, and he really helps our our safety position. So I mean, it's it's going to be an interesting game. I'm I'm excited. Yeah, I cannot wait for this one, and I'll be on the Browns plus six. Oh! And if it's a good weekend, I'm going to throw a little bit on their money line. Okay. For you. Oh, do it. Do it. Do it for Baker. Do it. Do it for the, the city of Cleveland. Okay, so just off the top of my head, we got Colts, Seahawks, Bucks, Titans. Mm-hmm. Uh, You're going Bears, right? I don't know. (laughs) Bears. Uh, It's up to 10 now. Yeah. And um, Browns. So I believe it's all favorite Saturday, all underdog Sunday. Let's do it. Let's go. Well, we are mixing up the format a little bit around here. Props Network has me doing some other work. If you want the NBA, I'm doing it daily during the week. I'm... Just kind of rolling out the camera, doing a vlog for every NBA bet I make this season. It's fun. It's loose. So if you're around in the early afternoons, come check us out. So we're going to be down to probably one a week moving forward. I think that's cool. I think that's fun. And I think less is going to be more. How about you, Brad Guy? I like it. Less is more. I like it. That's what Apple says, I think. Yeah, I like it. I love it. I want 50% less of it. I want to do more research so we can get clips from it. <laughs> that, that's a good one. Is that Shania Twain? Yeah, it is Shania Twain. Shouts to <laughs> I Heart Huckabees. Wow. <laughs> that was a bad reference, but it was a good time. It was a good show, and I think we all had a great time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it was great. All right, well, it's been great hanging out with you, Brian. Um, you too, Joel. I got to run Storm the Capitol. And, uh, <laughs> Shut up. Shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. Okay. I won't storm you, you the You got to storm a Capital One? Is that is that it? You have to like make a deposit or something like that? That that Okay, that's fine. I actually do. That's where I, I lost the rent check from, so <laughs> that I do need to storm a Capital One. All right. All right, well, until next time, this is the Prop Network, and I'm Joe Walkowski.
for Brian Allen Mitchell walking off. Fun, 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 fun. We're out.